Welcome to Talking in Stations Lounge, where players from all over EVE Online gather to exchange ideas. I'm Matterall. In this episode, we finish our U.S. time zone interviews with an open discussion on the eve of election for CSM-12. All right, you guys, this is going to be a little bit of a roundtable. We're just going to talk to people who arrived uh, and want to participate in this. And uh, we'll go ahead and let you guys introduce yourselves top from bottom. Go ahead, Commander A's. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Commander A's, uh, Alliance Executor for Lin Kuei. I'm Spectre Fleet Fleet Commander and Alliance Tournament Team Captain. I'm additionally a uh, relatively known and respected industrialist uh, that's in the moon mining and T2 production mainly. Um, so, uh, yeah. And uh, running for CSM. Oh, yeah, there's that. And uh, Dirk McGurk's with us. Hey, what's up? Dirk McGurk running for CSM 25, just uh, getting an early start. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, JT, clone Aries. Um, JT Clonaries. I am CEO of Stranger of the Cosmos. Uh, I'm out in zero zero running about. I'm a well trusted industrialist as well as a Citadel uh, type area. Um, I do PvP on the side. It's not my strong suit. I just love to build shit. And I'm also running for CSM. Uh, nosy Gamer. He's hanging out. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm Nosy Gamer. I run a blog called The Nosy Gamer. And I also run a site that's actually relevant to this discussion. It's called CSM Wire, where I have information on all 64 of the CSM candidates who are running for one of the 10 spots on in the election this year. That's great. I use that site all the time, and Nosy's been helping me with these interviews. And last, we have uh, Toxic Yakin. Yeah, I did it. Yakin. That's okay, man. Uh, I'm Toxic Yakin, a uh, member of the Dickwad Squad, part of Legio de Mortum, which is part of uh, Phoenix Federation. Uh, I also fly with Fly Fearless, which is a large high-sec corporation as a really bad junior FC. That's funny because Morte de Legium sounds so serious, and then you have the Dickwad Squad. Hey, man. It, it's, it's a good name. <laughs> it's so Eve. Right? Hold on. It's like it's like salty and spice, or uh, sweet. Um, so we don't really have any questions, but we're just going to go around the board, uh, you know, asking you guys what you guys think of this election cycle. Something very informal. Well, if if I can start it off, I want to start off at the top of the list with Commander Oz. Uh, this is like the third or fourth time that you've been running. And I, I've noticed a progression every time that you run that you get a little bit stronger, you're a little bit more articulate, your ideas are more solid. What if from last year to this year, what do you think is ha, that you've done to, that would make yourself a, a better candidate for CSM? So between last year and this year, I'm exponentially easier to get a hold of. Uh, and exponentially better connected than I was, um, you know. In you know, just just in the press coverage alone, 
I think I've done um, 16 or 17 different press events in the last two and a half months. Uh, on top of that, I'm on, I think, last count was 48 servers for Discord, which has, Discord in itself has made things exponentially easier for coordinating, getting involved in different groups, and uh, and just making it easier to talk to people. So that's that's really helped. Oh, I'd like to welcome uh, Reload joined us. How are you, Reload? Hello, I'm uh, doing fine, thank you. How are you doing yourself? Uh, we're good. I have some uh, noise being made around me, but uh, I'll just mute up and it'll be fine. Noisy, do you have any other questions? Well, let's see. Let's go to Toxic, because I'm more familiar with him because he ran last year. Uh, Toxic. I, I've noticed in you, you've, there's been like some growth, some personal growth. Last year, you were more the traditional high sec ganker, war decker. Uh, you know, it, it, you it, you came across more like Gur, uh, Care Bear. This, you know, over the course of this last year, though, you've been doing your war deck project, uh, reaching out. Could you like to describe some of the things that you've done over the last year that you know where you've actually we've been reaching out to people that would be on the other side of your guns? I think, you know, as you mentioned, there was a War Deck Roundtable in October that I organized with some help with the CSM and Ashtarothi. Um, also set up the War Deck project for a little more up, open discussion for people to kind of hop in and just join and give their ideas, give their feedback about what, what might be good ways to improve on the War Deck system. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, it's just been, I kind of I, I kind of recognize that I need to you know, look at both sides of the argument. I can't just go in and try and butt heads with everybody about my opinion because I know my side is much smaller. But again, like I know my side also kind of wants to voice their concerns because they feel like they've been getting the short end of the stick for development for the last long time. And uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, communicating with every side is going to be more beneficial with CSM. And if I'm going to continue, let's go next to JT. Uh, JT, um, you, you started off a couple of years in high sec, and then you – can you hear? Yeah, I can hear. Okay. So uh, you started off a couple of years in high sec, and now you've uh, moved off to, uh, to null sec. Uh, I, I, you do like just a little bit of PVP and mostly industry. You know, are you like building stuff or primarily just mining or what exactly do you uh, do out there on a daily basis? <clears throat> Mainly what I do on a daily basis is come out, <clears throat> log on, see what's up. And then I normally just start building stuff, seeing what I want to build and pretty much have a plan of, I want to <clears throat> do this and that. I'm still trying to, be the guy I am is be like, hmm, let's just build some of the biggest objects by myself and see how long it takes me. So I kind of set personal goals as well as get in touch with Alliance, the Alliance CEO military <clears throat> leader and see what ships they want, um, as well as helping with uh, SRP program, getting that set up for helping my Alliance CEO with that, as well as uh, <clears throat> helping out any other Alliance member out. Um, but most of the time I just sit and plan on what I want to build. And then I just grab as much minerals. I rarely mine out from zero zero. It's, it'll be a blue moon uh, when I mine, but most of the time I'm either riding, 
hanging out and chilling or showing up on fleet ops when I'm not busy with IRL on the way. So are you, are, are you building for you know what I'll call fun or are you building for um, purpose or are you building for profit profit? And when I say purpose, I mean like for, you know, are you building for the organization or are you, you know, trying to be, you know, you know what I'll call a, a true industrialist where you have an eye towards, you know, profit motive and margins and that kind of thing. Yeah. All three. Uh, profit as well as helping them out and just building stuff. So, gotcha. Hey, hey uh, yeah, I'm gonna jump to reload here real quick. Reload. You know, obviously, uh, you got the video making and whatnot. What is your primary focus in you know wanting to be on the CSM? I mean, what what do you think that your kind of niche calling is uh, in terms of expertise? Um. Uh, pvp in all types of mana i'm trying to improve my larger scale uh pvp knowledge um i'm in lumpy uh during this during this time i've been in lumpy for like a year now but i still think i'm classed as a, a new guy in terms of like the large scale fights um but i would definitely say just pvp on the whole um thing uh solve is not my uh strong point i much prefer living in low sec so low security and obviously things like uh, like outside content creation gotcha that answers my question <laughs> yeah i mean i kind of want to ask a general a general question to the group oh sure obviously you know being a csm member you don't necessarily know what you're going to walk into over the course of a an entire term right right yeah. now we can kind of look ahead and say obviously we know about things like drilling platforms and continuation of the structures and things like that that are that are on the table but you never know what might also pop up along the way what is it about your i don't want to say platform but what is it about you as an individual candidate that you think makes you adaptable to sort of the changing development cycle at ccp I like to, I like to explore a lot in in the game. And Eve, um, probably the the least, the very least part that I'm like least experienced in is like industry. But if someone was like, "Could you do a guide on industry?" Right? I would, I would literally go like, "Okay, then what what are the do's and don'ts in industry? What are like what BPCs, what BPOs, and things like that?" So I would like. I would just like go hard on weak subjects, and I'd obviously I would ask uh, people who are more uh, informed in that type of area, and basically things like that, really. So I would I would just like go hard on a particular subject if I don't know it much, but if I if they if I do know it, then obviously I'll incite my opinion on what 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 could uh, what could be good and what could be bad, for example. Uh, so yeah. Anybody else can jump on that too. It was, it was generally a general conversation to the uh, uh, question to the group. Oh, okay. Well, so I think you know. I mean, one of the one of the other ways that you can kind of build this out is just there are there are a lot of people running that have very diverse backgrounds. So you know, you start with start start with some knowledge, um, but I think a lot of it comes from having the people to potentially talk to and pose the questions, not necessarily in like a NDA breaking way, but in a way like, Hey, what would you think about, um, you know, it really depends on, uh, you know, like we, for instance, we know that the structures are coming out. What do you, what do you think about changing the fundamental way? You know, if you could change it, how moon mining works. 
and how it's set up and, and all of that. And what, you know, what do you think about the access list? What from your perspective would be something, you know, gain that insight into those things that would be, you know, and having the pool of people to pull from would be big on that. That was likely my least coherent answer of the campaign. No, I mean, you know, it, it is a tough question to kind of answer, right? Because, you know, again, not knowing what you, you know, maybe going into. I mean, it is also one of the problems that I think that we have, you know, in trying to in trying to elect people, right, is, you know, that you're electing people somewhat into the unknown. While we may think that, uh, you know, structures, you know, may take up a good portion of the year. We also know that there are, you know, you know, kind of, you know, sub issues out there within that as well. And you know, are you electing somebody who knows a lot about something that may not see the light of day during the term? You know, so you're, you know, so you're kind of hoping that that you know you've got people that are you know somewhat flexible with you know with you know, with what it is that they know because obviously you know if it's something kind of fresh that they're bringing to the table, it, it really isn't something that you can necessarily go back and try and lean on somebody else that you know because you could be letting on that CCP is even thinking about it. Yeah. And, and I feel like that, that requires depth of knowledge, you know, like for instance, having, having the knowledge of how current systems operate, like if they hadn't announced already that, Hey, here's the the plan for structures, you know, that this is going to come out, you wouldn't be able to pose the questions to the public to say, Hey, what do you think about changing moon mining? Because they're going to sit there and say, is that the next structure? So, yep. you know, I think in part, I think creating a more public plan from CCP could enable the CSM to actually do more uh, in terms of building the best possible uh, ideas to bring forward. Now, Toxic, you were talking about, uh, you know, the fact that you're involved with war decks and whatnot. You know, and you were making sense there in the fact that you have to you, that that you have to and you really should um, you know interact with the other side as well, right? I mean, because there is a symbiosis that exists, right? I mean, it can't go all one way or all the other. Yeah. Sorry, continue your question. Well, no, I mean. That was it was question. kind of like a dot 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 at the end. <laughs> was that a question? No, it, it's not so much a question as more you know, sort of looking you know for for, for me a little bit more responsive because you know so, so many things in Eve do have that symbiosis that are involved with it. You know whether it be whether it be high sec industry versus null sec industry versus PVP, you know, all of these things are kind of interconnected. You know, and you do get that sort of uh, you know love hate whatever the hell you want to call it push pull you know between war deckers and ultimately the prey. I mean, well, all right, here's a question. Do you think it's in balance in any way, or is there advantage one way or the other, and what do you think that advantage is? I mean, I think the biggest advantage in a lot of cases is experience versus lack of experience, or uh, skill versus lack of skill, or less isk versus more isk. Like, it's a lot of people who have more, and they, they know they have more, and it's them pushing their advantages on people who don't have that advantage. Um, I think that trying to like skew wars in a way that would make it so that it's more balanced for people who have less of a chance isn't really eve that you know like it, in pretty much all situations whoever has got more power is going to use it to their advantage like up from like from from as far as high sec is up to like the big null sec blocks like everyone's going to be doing that um i think for making wardex better i think it's a lot of it is going to be trying to 
Oh, sorry. Uh, is going to be a lot of trying to get people to get better educated in some of the ways that the games work, uh, better understanding of mechanics, and then, you know, just kind of looking into more ways to kind of encourage people to actually go out and fight and, you know, like, kind of get more experience. Because I, I think that one of the things that's kind of weird about HiSec is it doesn't really encourage you to defend your space in the same way it does in other regions of space where you kind of need to defend your space to live there. Where in HiSec, you can kind of just go off and do your own thing. Or if, like, somebody wardex, you can just roll your corp or unanchor all your pos and just move along. It's it, it's kind of a, it's a weird situation where you're a lot more safe and it kind of teaches you different ways to survive in space. So I, I, I know I'm, I'm, I, I did the word, I, sorry, I, uh, I rebooted the Wardek project as kind of a way to explore different ways to improve on the Wardek system just because, you know, I, I've got my own perspectives, but, you know, I, I might be wrong about some stuff and I think it's important to hear other people's perspectives because I've been doing Wardekking for about two years, maybe more than two years now, and I, you know, I kind of get tunnel vision on stuff and like what my opinions might be, but you know, it, it sometimes it's good to have other people's perspective for ways we can improve stuff. And it might, it might not be ways to completely like rework the game, but stuff like having better surrender mechanics so that people can actually do negotiations. Cause like I give the example of the time where I wanted to say, Oh, you, you guys can surrender to me, but only if you pay me 250 mil, not realizing that, by putting in the surrender, I was actually offering them 250 mil. So I lost <laughs> 250 mil off that. And that was, I mean, you know, lack of understanding of mechanics. But uh, yeah, I, I think there's there's always room for improvement in some of the UI at the very least. I mean, the thing that's always kind of bothered me about the Wordex system, okay, uh, as somebody who's very rarely participated in it because I've been out in NullSec, so I really didn't care about, you know, who was declaring war on whatever, is that... the. <sighs> what it's trying to be versus what it is, right? The idea of declaring war upon some other corporation, you know, or alliance or something like that makes sense on paper. The way it gets carried out, though, a lot of people, the problem that they have with it is it's less war declaration than it is licensed to thug. Oh, yeah, and that's that's very true. A lot of people are will use that to their advantage. Like, there are definitely wars that are very personal and you'll see them escalate in space and, like, things will actually happen, but for a lot of the time it is, you know, this is just an extra way to have content for our guys or ways to make money for our guys because, let's be honest, like like you said, there's a lot of people who just don't care about wars and those tend to be the guys who accidentally get caught in their freighter somewhere because they didn't realize, you know, hey, we're at war. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think some of it is just content because, you know, like, unlike in NullSec, it, where you can kind of go off and shoot whoever you want as long as they're not blue, or, you know, if you want to, you can shoot your blues because... That's fun too, but uh, you know, in high sec, you you've got rules of engagement because of mechanics, and uh, sometimes if you know if your your enemies don't want to play or they're all hiding in their station, then there's really not a lot for you to do unless you want to go roam into another area of space. So for some people, it's just a matter of having content so your guys aren't being bored all the time. But like you know, there there are serious wars, but they they seem to be very few and far between. Yeah, I want to go to Commander Oz on this because not only does his current alliance uh, have a live in a C two wormhole, but they all he also collects a, a lot of new players and alpha players, uh, and so a lot you know if you're in a wormhole and you've got new players, a lot of times they're going to want to be in high sec as they're first learning up stuff and everything. How do you handle 
in your alliance, how, how do you handle the war decks and and protect your new players as as they're uh, trying to learn in and and try you know and uh, not get you know forced to you know stay backed up for seven days. So I think the the easiest step, and this is something that a lot of, of CEOs and alliance execs don't do, is when you get a war deck from somebody like Mormite or Vendetta Mercenary, you just send out a mail and tell them, hey, do do me a favor. Set yourself a waypoint between Amar and Jita. See every system on that line, avoid that for one week. And generally speaking, you're probably going to be okay. I personally... Oh, sorry, go on. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. You can cut in. Well, all I was going to say, I think high-sec war deck mechanics are an absolute joke and that they need to be revamped immediately because it's just a broken mechanic. (laughs) I'm 100% on board with you. And I I think pretty much everybody involved in war decks... At this point, even even the people that are doing these massive blanket war decks just so they can get easy targets rolling into hubs, even they want better content. They want to be able to go out and hunt. That I mean, that's one of the biggest things that they argue for is literally bringing back the watch list so that they can they can search for somebody and actually hunt them down. I think the watch that's a that's a that's a twin that's a twin. Well, I don't know what the saying is a twin sword or something like that. A double a double edged dagger, um, because that can be imbu- abused massively for hunting supers, though, and titans. And that was, yeah. and that's and it. One, and one that's the, an I win like card, though. So one of the one of the things that uh, really actually helps with it is it's as powerful a tool for the defense as it is for the offense. But in in terms of, of fixing it for hunting supers. You can just as easily set it so that it does not give you a result if a person is in X security status or lower based system. So, you know, right right now, if you try and track somebody into a wormhole using a locator, it's going to tell you we couldn't find him anywhere. And it could tell you after that, hey, our network does not extend past the reaches of high security. And that could be the new general message so that it could still be used for wars, but not abused in the way that it was being used for supers. And JT, uh, you're 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 doing industry out there in uh, Nullsec. Does and does this war deck situation even matter to you, or do, or does it get in your way? You know, getting stuff from Gita and stuff. It it honestly does depend, mostly because. If I need materials and I can't get out here because uh, we've got fleets from the surrounding areas, uh, most of the time, if I have to buy materials, I'll have guys go up, buy minerals, and sell directly to me via a private contract, and I'll buy them. It just depends on who's doing the war decking. All these big war decking alliances that have a shitload of uh, blanket wars going on, it's just like, where's the content? Um, I, when I was up in high sec, I'd get war decked a lot. And yeah, when I first started out EVE, I was kind of crappy at it. But when I started learning the mechanics of it, yeah, it got better and better. But it does take time to realize that when players first start and they don't really honestly care about war decks, uh, things can happen. Um so it just has it's just one of those things of the war decks it 
it, it is a pain to get supplies, but it also does depend on who's doing the war decking because you you have a lot of different people who war deck. You've got the mercs, you've got the people who do it for shits and giggles. You you even get some guys who will literally war deck you to shut you up from using local and to have you pretty much learn a little bit of defense. Yeah, they may be dicks at first, but then they end up becoming your best friend later once you start understanding uh, the mechanics of Eve. Do war decks help? Yes and no. Uh, on an industrial purpose, getting materials that you need and you got a war deck yeah it kind of slows it down it just means i gotta spend a little bit more using a third party so so and i mean you know a lot of a lot of the groups have a a third party uh corporation that they use for logistics for nullsec like that's what that's what i used to do when i was in serenity is we had a third party group that did all that but yeah, you know, the, the Nullsec groups generally have, have that, you know, third party group that they put, you know, a couple of freighter alts so they can at least get it away from the hubs and to the jump freighters and the jump freighters take it out from there. Um I know I know we did that a lot of times. Um and that's that's actually what we do right now for um you know, in the event that we get a war deck, we go and pull, you know, five or six logistics tunes into one corporation. Uh, and just have them start shipping stuff out for uh, refueling towers and stuff like that, and just you know get it to the right station or, or the right system that we can at least move it to where we need to from there. Uh, are you are you not benefiting from a uh, massive influx of minerals due to uh, rockwool production? To be honest, mining? it's nice having access to the cheap mineral market. It's really nice on an industrial area because it allows the industrial to produce ships on a cheap side. So if you're com- if you're coming from my part of Eve, where if you got access to cheap minerals and you're out in a zero zero alliance, and sometimes you have an alliance that loses ships but get gets a lot of kills, it helps to replace those ships at a cheaper, efficient cost than having to spend a, a shitload that it was a few months or a few years ago, where ships were expensive. But since the mineral market has been kind of going down, uh, it it helps building all those uh, supplies so that way you can build a efficient a stockpile of ships. So when you guys, when you're low, you can be like, Oh, I've got these ships. I can sell it to you cheap because it costs me not much to build them. So see consumers like lower prices, right? Well, consumers will always the, the market more. hasn't adjusted yet. So the margins have grown, but the tech two market, is going haywire right now because the moon minerals in that something is at play where there is significantly reduced output coming from um, at least one or two major producers um, in that there's not the quantity anymore that should be available in the market. So it's causing, causing prices to go all over the place in the T2 market, which is not healthy for, uh, for long-term uh, and kind of, you know, based on what I've seen, a lot of the changes happened post-summit. Like, right after the summit, you start seeing a decline. I'm not saying leaks, but I'm saying something's not right in the market there. Yeah. Um, and that's having... causing profit issues for T2 industrialists. Yeah, leaks, the... leaks, leaks. Well, uh, Lockbox on his show has been... Um... Uh, doing a little bit of tinfoiling, saying that something doesn't look right. So 
it's mm. not just these guys. It's, you know, Lockbox is looking at that stuff. Yeah. I, I also pointed to, to Lockbox. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, Eve Prosper uh, is a market show. I talk a lot with Lock about uh, uh, different things. Um, earlier this week, we actually had a uh, somewhat market collapse when it came to Kaldari fuel blocks, where Jita ran out for the first time in history. Um, or at least recent, like many years history, um, and they were selling for like a hundred k a unit uh, for like two hours before anybody picked up on it. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. It, there's 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 some weird stuff because Keldari Keldari fuel blocks. I'm gonna go super in depth for a second here when it comes to industry. Keldari fuel blocks are necessary for reactions because they're the only towers that can fit both a simple and advanced reactor on there and the correct amount of silos because of the CPU bonus. So when you see more people buying Keldari fuel blocks, it tells you more people are entering that market, but that's not a stable market to be in right now. And there's there's supply issues across the board, which is strange. Um, also, there was diminished supply right after the summit, and there's there's literally a line that can be drawn, and it just doesn't look right. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, let me actually ask a question, if I may. Force projection is it has it been solved? Start with reload. Uh, I think in okay, there is not there's not enough uh, like data or what I say. It hasn't been long enough, but as as of right now, I think it's in like a good position right now. I think I think it's like totally fine. Not I mean, enough data. It's, it's been like two years, hasn't it? It has been two years, and unfortunately, we've only had like four or five big cap fights. <laughs> but so, I think right now it's a, it's a good change. So my my thoughts on it is everybody adapts. You know, when when you're told, okay, you can't you can't bring your capital from Delve all the way over to Ethereum Reach in an afternoon, or you know, 15 minutes, um, you know, you change. So what's what's basically happened is it's changed from I'm going to bring this cap from over here to I'm going to store a stockpile of caps within jump range of strategic points and be close enough. If I bring an interceptor fleet 50 jumps over here, I can now field caps and supers off of this Keepstar. And, you know, yeah, it's one of the games that only the super rich can play, but I, I think that's the way things are leaning. Okay, here's a, here's a, here's a, um, a broad, uh, what, what would happen if Eve was Serenity, right? Well, yeah. Okay, so one 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 alliance owns like 90% of space right so how do they how so how would they uh like how do they like exploit uh jump fatigue mechanics right so what they do is they get keep stars 10 of them right they 10 keep stars all around new eden and they can have jump clones and super carriers and titans stored in every single one of these keep stars so if an enemy force a large one that attacks one of their northern provinces they can jump clan and they have a 250 super cap carrier blob up there in north. So on attacks itself, exactly the same thing. But that's a problem for their server and not ours. But I'm just well, talking but I, about but I like think that the the proliferation of 
keep stars is actually going to lead to that problem. Won't lead to that problem as long as people hate each other. That's the if people love yeah. each other, then that's not going to happen any time in the world. If someone puts a keep star in my space or whoever space, they're going to like fight tooth and nail to kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Serenity's Sur- 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 you, know, de- you know definitely different than than here. Um, yeah, I. I don't know if obviously things are more fragmented out there than what they were. Now, whether or not that has led to more localized content or if it has just led to quieter parts of space, knowing that, you know what, look, nobody's coming across the map to get me. You know, I do, I do wonder if what they did for force projection also didn't hit some other areas as well. Um, you know, certainly, certainly the thing that we wanted to avoid, right. Was, was that, you know, dude is ratting deep in the drone lands and, you know, here comes something from all the way across the map to get him. That was, that was certainly out of line. Right. But, you know, it's also, it's also slowed the whole, you know, let's go deploy over here, you know, type of thing. Right. You know, because you know, it's every, you know, that number one, coordinating your forces and getting them on for move ops and things like that to where it's going to take an excessive amount of time. And when I say excessive, I, I'm talking, you know, player game hours, right? You know, how much time do people have to dedicate to, to moving anywhere? I just question whether or not it kind of, you know, beat that down a little bit, maybe, maybe a little bit too much, but. I think they could probably solve that if they have like a, um, like a module that reduces like jump fatigue, but you can't use that cap. You can't use like this certain, this certain carrier for like 24 hours or something like that. I mean, that's just a, like a shallow thought, but like some sort of module, you can't remove it for 24 hours. Uh, like once you've done your first jump or something like that. So that way you can't just be, hi, I'm a carrier. What's up? They can't do the same thing that they did like 10, like five, seven years ago, but they can still move with a very short amount of time but they still can't use that capital for however long. I mean, I also do think that people have kind of overblown it. People don't like that timer. They don't like timers up there that, you know, start showing in hours and days and things it, like freaks them out. Even though, even though the jump timer is way less, right. You know, they, they don't like this big number. It makes them feel like, Oh geez, I'm limiting my future options. Well, I mean, initially when it came out, it was a huge issue. I personally know somebody who had that, that, big timer hit over three months so you know i mean they they couldn't jump for weeks at a time yeah but they got turned down uh like three months after yeah quality ccp uh balance balancing right there yeah certainly it, it certainly was a big discouragement right i mean because it was like oh my god that yeah you know, yeah that is just there's no need to penalize people that long. Uh, there isn't, but then again, who gets themselves into that kind of a mess? Defense fleets. Actually, you know what? Um, um, I heard about it on on what I'll call local, you know, localized basis more than anything else. The individual pilot, the guy who I don't know, came back after a period of time and had been away and found you know finds himself you know left behind. Um, and now, in an effort to move, right, doesn't want to spend the next three days doing it, right? You know, and, you know, and just basically kind of you know rushes it so he can get to you know wherever he's going. You know, and that is kind of one of the things you know that that 
I hated about the fact that in an effort to create, you know, this is a problem that we always face, right? Trying to balance the individual from, from kind of the large group, the just sort of, you know, casual movement, you know, from point A to point you know, Z or whatever, from the force projection that in trying to stem or, you know, moderate or whatever force projection, it also kind of has that weight on, you know, the dude that just wants to jump three sinos towards some place, pick something up and jump three sinos back, kind of what that does. Just that, you know, just, you know, what I call casual movement. I mean, I can, I couldn't, again, be solved by some simple module slash travel mechanic on your capital. But obviously, some things would have to be definitely balanced because that can be ex- exploited very easily mm-hmm. for especially bigger groups where it's like, hi, we have 50 super carriers here and somehow we've managed to find a way to remove this travel mechanic debuff, for example. Yep. So I think that, I mean, is it a big problem? No. Is it an, an issue? It's more of a quality of life thing, in my opinion, but I do agree that, you know, it's something to be looked at. I mean, it's certainly in a better place now that they've readjusted some of the jump range distances and yeah, that kind of thing. All right, let's wrap it up. You guys, should we give them a chance to just say a few parting words or is that necessary anymore? Yeah, why not? I mean, uh, all right. that's what they're here for. We'll go backwards, though. We'll just ask uh, Toxic down there and then reload. So, uh, you know, uh, hopefully you guys like what I'm, what I'm saying and uh, – You'll consider voting for me up next coming week. Uh, if you're interested in joining any of our discussions about Wardex, uh, you can look up the Wardex project. I believe I have it linked in my forum description for my uh, platform. Uh, also, consider voting for the HiSec ballot, which is myself, Commander A's, and Rodin, uh, just to give HiSec a better chance to have representation in this year's CSM. Great. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm Reload. Uh Maker of the Zico guides. I'm uh, running for the C- CSM12 for video for video for a video platform on PvP uh, of all types. I'm currently working on a Serenity video that will be coming out soon. But other than that, uh, hope I'll see you all soon. All right, JT. Uh, I'm JT Clonaries. I'm running for the industrial side of EU. Probably helping to possibly introduce new ships as well as ideas for the new. Uh, mining arrays for the moons, so that way we can, us industrials can get access into the tier two market. Helps restabilize that and bring back an equal flux to it instead of having all these random numbers going all over the place. Thanks, uh, Commander Ace. All right, so here's here's my pitch. If you guys at all like new players joining your alliance, at all like new players in the game and staying in the game. If you like changes to the NPE, you want to make sure that people are, are joining the game and staying playing the game. If you want to see potential or at least somebody to, to fight for changes for wars and revamping them that has an understanding of industry and moon mining and reactions that is going to be a huge staple of the coming releases within the CSM's uh, uh, life cycle, and you want to see a return of the quality of life little things campaign, I'm your guy, Commander Ace. Additionally, I, I do want to plug the high sec ticket again. It's Toxic Yakin, Rodin, and myself are running as a group of three. 
because of the way the ticket system works, if somebody's eliminated, those votes will trickle down to somebody else on your list. So that's why we're running as a group. So please, if, even if you don't vote for me, at minimum, please go vote for somebody. Thank you. All right. Thanks, uh, Noisy Gamer and Dirk McGurk for also joining Kate. us. Can I just ask one more quick question? Because I'm not sure that it's been asked what? yet. All right. Well, well, well <laughs> and this and this basically goes to A's and to and to Toxic. Uh, if if Roden were here, I'd ask him too. If by chance you don't win this year, is there a plan to to spend the next however many months trying to uh, trying to build on that idea of uh, high sec organization in some way? You know, in order to you know, maybe make it a thing again next year. Yes. Um, you know, in, in short, I think, you know, I mean, you get, you guys have had a good, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you guys have seen me run personally for the last four years uh, or for the last three years. Uh, and now, you know, the majority of the campaign for this year. So you've seen constant improvement in the way that, that we've kind of developed this, uh, this year being the first year that we're doing this high sec ticket, it's kind of a new thing. So obviously next year, if it doesn't work, we're still going to, we're going to do it, but we're going to try and make changes to it to make it better and make it work. All right. Anyone else on that? I mean, I guess you're asking me because I'm the only other person on the ticket, but yeah, the the plan was to uh, support each other through if either, if any of us get on, you know, we want to, we want to see it through and make sure that uh, our interests are, getting represented and uh, helping each other out whatever way we can. All right, cool. Well, that's uh, about 45 minutes, and that's what we kind of wanted. Thanks, guys, for showing up. Uh, thanks, Dirk. Thanks, Noisy. And uh, we'll see you next time or this weekend on Talking In Stations. Talking In Stations.